This podcast is part of the Deluxe Edition Network. To find other great shows on the network, head over to deluxeeditionnetwork.com. That's deluxeeditionnetwork.com. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another amazing episode of the Stephen Jarvis and Friends podcast, part of the Deluxe Edition Network. And if you're looking for other great podcasts on the network, like ours, go check out the May podcasts of the month, which are The Real Drunks and Horsing Around. And if you go on the website, you'll find many other great ones, too. That's deluxeeditionnetwork.com. Thank you. And today we are talking about the... 1996 direct-to-video sequel to the original comedy horror film Tremors. This is Tremors 2 Aftershocks that we're going to be talking about. Hold on one second. I got to switch some stuff around. Hopefully. Okay, we're good. Um, But yeah, we're talking about Tremors 2 Aftershocks. Tremors 2 Aftershocks is a 1996 direct-to-video sequel to the comedy horror film Tremors. In the sequel, the character of Earl Bassett returning from the first film is hired to deal with the subterranean graboid infestation at a Mexican oil field. It was directed by S.S. Wilson and stars Fred Ward, Christopher Garton, Michael Gross, and Helen Shaver. After spending all the reward money from his first encounter with graboids, Earl Bassett agrees to hunt more of the deadly creatures at a Mexican oil refinery for 50000 each. Knowing that he cannot face the monsters alone, Earl recruits Burt Gummer, another veteran of the incident in Nevada, to supply the firepower. There is, however, only one problem. The Graboids have now evolved into creatures able to attack above ground. Reviews for the film were mostly positive, with some critics labeling it as one of the best direct-to-video sequels ever made. The film is the second in the Tremors franchise. It was followed by a 2001 sequel, Tremors 3 Back to Perfection. Um, So years after the first film, Val McKee has moved away and married Rhonda LeBeck, while Earl Bassett has squandered his fortune on a failing ostrich ranch. He is approached by Carlos Ortega, who informs him that Graboids are killing his workers at his oil field in Mexico and hires him to hunt them down. Earl initially declines, but Ortega's taxi driver, Grady Hoover, convinces Earl to change his mind after mentioning that Ortega will pay 50000 for each Graboid killed. Both join the hunt. Upon arrival, Earl learns that the company would pay him double if he caught one of the creatures alive. He also meets geologist Kate Riley her assistant Julio, and a mechanic named Pedro, all of whom are scientifically investigating the Graboids. Um, Earl and Grady later begin killing, systematically killing the Graboids by using remote-controlled cars rigged with explosives. Though their strategy seems to work, the vast number of Graboids overwhelms them, and Earl enlists the help of Burt Gummer, who arrives with a deuce-and-a-half truck loaded with firearms and explosives. Um... The next day, Earl and Grady are surprised by one of the Graboids, causing them to drive backwards in a panic and crash their truck into an inclined ditch. Returning to where they saw the Graboid, Earl and Grady find that the creature looks sick and non-aggressive with all its tentacles mysteriously dead. 
Realizing they have one of the creatures alive, which Ortega offered $100,000 if accomplished, they call Pedro to come pick them up along with the Graboid. However, the Graboid there begins making horrific and painful sounds and is soon found dead with a huge hole torn and open into its body. They see Pedro's truck approaching from the distance, but it suddenly stops, prompting Grady and Earl to investigate and discover the truck's destroyed engine as well as Pedro's remains. They make their way to a nearby radio broadcasting building, which has similarly been destroyed, only to be met by a strange bipedal (laughs) graboid-like creature. Earl successfully kills one as it charges him, but the two flee in a car when they had found as more of the creatures arrive. Meanwhile, Bert's truck is ambushed by a pack of these new creatures while returning to base. Um, The next morning, Kate is trying to um, get a hold of Earl, Bert, and Grady, but can't because the radio towers are destroyed. So then her assistant, Julio, gets killed by one of these new shriekers, as I call them, um, later on in the third movie. But um, they have made it to the oil refinery. Um, Earl and Grady kill the one that attacks and kills Julio, um, Bert shortly arrives following a near fatal firefight that has left him drained of ammunition, which he says, you know, it's the first time it's ever happened to him. Um, <laughs> they later find out that the creatures are hermaphrodites that can re- um, replicate at an increasing credible rate after eating enough food. They also learn that the creatures cannot hear unlike their predecessors but rather see heat through special infrared receptors on their heads. However, they are attacked by the Shriekers who have discovered Bert's MRE food supply and have rapidly doubled their numbers in a matter of minutes. They run for Julio's car, but Bert accidentally disables it while killing a Shrieker, which is funny because he uses a 50 cal gun to do it. Um, They later hide from the shriekers uh bert gets trapped in a bulldozer bucket while grady and kate and earl um are both on an oil tower uh the shriekers later work together and attempt to climb the tower but then bert jumps out of the bulldozer bucket and traps them in the storage shed with the truck um they later find out that they're able to eat rice flour which was stored inside the storage shed and they keep multiplying. Well, Earl comes up with the great idea of dousing him, having um, Kate and Bert douse him in CO2 from a fire extinguisher to hide his body heat. And once he finds explosives in Bert's truck, he, uh, he uh, throws it back in the truck and is able to, get out of there just in time. Um, and they, they hide down in a, I'd say a pretty big ditch. And, uh, Grady's like being Grady. If you ever seen the film, Grady's kind of a klutz and he's like, well, is the explosion going to happen today? Well, when it does, um, he, uh, he gets blown into the ditch and some of the, shed some parts of a shed fall on him just because of the um power of the explosion 
And the film ends with Earl and Kate deciding they want to start dating, I guess, or it's implied. And then Grady says, Earl, you know, we should open our monster themed theme park um, due to the money that Ortega now owes them, including how much money they're going to get from the Shriekers. And that's how the movie ends. Um, a lot of people like this movie. It was direct to video and was pretty weird that they wanted to do that. Seeing as how the first one, yeah, I could understand probably didn't do as well as what they would hoped of, but still it was pretty good. Um, and the one glaring omission is that you don't have Earl's best friend Val in here. It's later explained that he had moved away with Rhonda after they got married. Um, it was actually attributed to Kevin Bacon not wanting to be a part of a video on demand movie, um, which it wasn't going to be at first. It was actually going to be in theaters, but he ultimately turned it down so that he could do Apollo 13 because he ultimately thought, well, hey, you know, maybe at first before the the scheduling must came out for both movies, he thought he could do both. But I think once he found out that, you know, maybe it was going to direct a video or something, he opted out of it, which is fine. You know, um, he's kind of missed in the movie. Grady's kind of aloof at some times and kind of that person that you hope gets eaten by a graboid in a couple of the scenes. But uh, yeah, it, it became a directed video movie. Um, and did really well. I like that they were able to at least get Fred Ward and Michael Gross back for Earl Bassett and Burt Gummer. And they kind of built around that. They introduced Grady. They introduced Kate, even though Grady and Earl are only mentioned in the third movie. Um, you never really hear what happened with Earl and Kate. Maybe they got married somewhere along that second third move after the second and to the third movie who knows um but yeah a lot of the other characters are pretty much throwaway other than earl bert grady and kate so it would have been nice to have both kevin bacon and reba mcintyre in there and the reason why reba mcintyre didn't return for the sequel is because she was just um well, she was on a major singing tour because she's a country singer. So that kind of shot all those ways. And I think another reason why I went to direct to video was because it had to. It had to. um be because of maybe the reception at first of what Tremors was. So they thought, hey, let's do this because it's going to be cheaper. And there was going to be a lot of different things added to this, but the budget was only like, I think, $4 million once they moved it to the home video market. And uh, yeah, it it, um, it was uh, pretty interesting how they went about making this movie, but at the same time it worked. So that is my review of Tremors 2 Aftershock. Sorry if it was kind of conjubbled a little bit, but hey, you know, 
I try and make it sound as good as I can, but sometimes I kind of screw up on that. But I just want everyone to know that June 3rd, which is this upcoming Saturday, we will be doing a live stream on YouTube. It'll be me, Kyle Curtis Flett from Flett's Movies and Pulp Culture 13, Mark and Brian. Well, I know Mark will do it. Brian may or may not. I'm hoping he does because it would be cool to have Brian back on the show. And they're from the Talking Shit Show. And then also we're going to have Robert Palmer from the Broken System podcast. And we're going to be ranking top five Mel Brooks films. So join us then. I think I said I would have it at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. Hold on one second. I can look back in my notes on that. But other than that, how was your guys' weekend? Hopefully you had a great Memorial Day weekend. Um, Also want to say a shout out to our troops that are still fighting or that have fought a long time ago and are no longer with us or that are still with us. Thank you so very much for your support and for the sacrifices that you made to keep us here in America safe. And just know that here at the Stephen Jarvis and Friends podcast, we will always support you. Also, um, go check out the Talking Shit Show. I think they just got over 700 subscribers on YouTube. Oh, um, that live stream on June 3rd on that Saturday will be at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time. So please join us on YouTube to where you can see us talk a bunch of shit and, you know, make fun of each other because, you know, I'm going to make fun of Mark. I'm going to make fun of Brian. I'm going to make fun of Kyle. I'm probably going to make fun of Robert because, you know, that's just who I am. We do it friendly, so they don't have to worry about me taking any cheap shots or anything like that. But thank you so very much for the continued support that you show, you the fans show on this podcast. Couldn't do it without you all. And also, please join us this Saturday, June 3rd at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time on YouTube. I will have it all set up so that if you want to join us, all you have to do is go to YouTube at YouTube.com and then do the little shift key and then the two button where it will do that little at sign and then just do Stephen Jarvis and friends podcast. Thank you so very much. I want to also thank the deluxe edition network for allowing me to still bring this great. Well, I, I guess I can't say great this somewhat very good production to you guys. So uh, just know that Tuesdays and Thursdays, I will be doing my stream or I will be doing my recordings and Saturdays I will be doing live streams. Thank you so very much. And if you're new to the channel, please like, subscribe, comment, and hit that notification icon so you'll never miss another day or moment of the Stephen Jarvis and Friends podcast. And tell your friends about us because you know what? We're still trying to grow. I mean, we got other records we want to break. Also, I'm talking with my uh, wife about the merchandise stuff. So hopefully we'll get that out to you guys soon. Um, just been trying to figure out what we want to do with merchandise and all that. So thank you so very much. And I will talk to you all on Thursday. This podcast is part of the deluxe edition network. 
To find other great shows on the network, head over to deluxeeditionnetwork.com. That's deluxeeditionnetwork.com. <laughs>